Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I am Bridget McGowan and I am joined by Jean Bassett. Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Jean, you are an expert of many areas. Art, creativity, healing from trauma, working through pain and grief cycles, speaking. You have to think on your feet a lot. I do have to think on my feet a lot. Fortunately, it's the way I like to do it. So it's okay. okay. <laughs> have you always been mm. like that? That thinking on your feet, get her done, make it happen. No, 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 no. I, I had to go through a lot of trauma healing to get to that side of life. I, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think what I'm, what I'm best at is, is, is making art. Obviously I'm an artist by trade for the most part, but because of my journey and because I love the sound of my voice, <laughs> I, I started doing a lot of other things and, you know, it's, it's really led to a life of freedom and creativity and literally being in flow because there's always something new and different. Um, and I think for me, it's, it's really been a matter of not getting bored if I'm being really honest, you know? And so when I started speaking and writing and, and doing the other things besides being an artist, it really led me into a life of, um, adventure from, you know, I heard you say something about being in flow, being in that state of flow. Yeah. I used to teach and I would talk to students about getting in mm -hmm. that state of flow, how that was so key to success. Absolutely. Talk to us, talk to us about how this state of flow is the key to success as a speaker. Well, because I call it, a, I, call, I was given a visual one time, I call it a golden thread. And the visual I was given was when that golden thread is taut, so nice and tight, and it and it travels from you know above my head into the the earth i can sense myself being aligned with myself that's when flow happens when we are for example as an artist you know there are some days when i'm trying to make something happen and there are other days where i couldn't stop it from happening and when i'm in a day where things are just like, you know, those days where you're just like, I just don't want to go back to bed tonight because if, the, you know, right, I could wake up, wake up tomorrow and this could end, right? <laughs> and and that's the problem with, that's the problem with flow because once we notice it, right, do you ever notice you get all tight and then you try to control it? And of course, 
as soon as you do that, it's gone. So I, I try to tell people, you know, when something magical happens, appreciate it and keep going. Because the minute we try to figure out how that happened, we literally knock ourselves. I think it's um, Esther Hicks that talks about we get out of the vortex, right? And so I just talk about it in a different way. And because I'm very grounded, even though I'm I'm super spiritual and I, I have psychic gifts and I do all those other things in the world. But the bottom line is, is that we're humans and we've got to recognize that things are going to happen to try to throw us off track all the time, all the time, every day. And that's the day that you don't force it. And that's what I mean by being in flow. So maybe today I'm not feeling as well as I was yesterday. So what am I going to do about that? Well, I'm going to lie down. That's what I'm going to do about that. You know, I'm going to do what I have to do to take really good care of myself. And I've been, I've been around the block a couple of times, 61 years old. So I, you know, it's not like I'm a, I'm, I'm a chicken anymore. Um, and it doesn't mean I'm smarter. <laughs> Trust me. It doesn't mean I'm smarter. Um, but it does mean that I know, I, I know myself a lot better than I did, you know, yesterday and the day before that, and the day before that. And there'll be another day where I wake up and my, my face is on fire. My hair is all lit up. I'm going for it. And that's the day I do something else. That's what flow is. That's what true flow. It's also what freedom is. I'm, I'm currently writing a book called alchemized freedom, and that's what it's about. It's getting from that place of the pressure cooker and pushing and manipulating and cajoling and persuasion, which, you know, I, I have five planets in Leo. So I did all of that. (laughs) I did all of it and I was good at it. I got stuff done. But it was very different. The way I lived my life was completely different than the way I live it now. I accept things now that I would not have accepted before. It's just a whole different way of being. I, I totally get it. And it's so funny how I think almost anytime I'm listening to someone or engaging in someone, I am trying to find parallels to speaking. And we were talking about not forcing things. It made oh, me right. think about how sometimes speakers, and you've seen this where they try to force the audience to ask questions. Anybody have a question? Anybody? Anybody? Or they're trying to force engagement. Uh, does, does anybody want to comment on that? Anybody? It's like, stop it. Don't force it. It will come naturally. The queries will bubble up organically. Just let it be. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is if nobody has a question, either I didn't deliver anything properly, right? I didn't, I didn't engage, right? I I've got to, I've got to be me, right? And I might bring serious gene that day. You know, I might bring crybaby gene that day. I went on a stage one time and I was so scared. I don't know what was going on in my body, but I just could not get past the fear. And so I stood in the middle of the stage and I said, you guys are all scaring the shit out of me. I'm just so scared today. And of course it, it, it was an icebreaker, right? And, and what happens is people, people lean in when you do that. You know, there's just too many people trying to, trying to make like, oh, nothing bad happens to me. Or, you you know, I've tripped and fallen, you know, I mean, I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, but the the great news is, is like, you can use it as a teaching experience, right? Exactly. Ignoring it, use it. And, And that's how I live my life. It's not just when I'm in the public eye. 
It's not just when I'm doing something that you're watching me do. I, I, I want to live like that all the time. And that's, that's that authentic living that we all strive for. If we can do that well, I think, I think we're home free. We, we got it going on, you know, we can get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Not to take you back to that scary place. <laughs> that was but quite- <laughs> I, I, Jean, I've got to go there. Let me tell you, I, I want to find out from you what made that engagement so scary for you. I'm going to tell you the scariest presentation or the scariest experience I have had on the microphone. And it happened recently. And um, it, it, it was it was when I went to our son's fourth grade class to deliver a junior achievement presentation. Oh my gosh. I was so stressed out because this was not my normal audience. Okay, there you and go. I was pre- yeah. Right, that's yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah, I was presenting on something that I know, but it's not what I typically present on. It was about entrepreneurship and how entrepreneurs solve problems in the community and solve problems within their businesses and how they weigh risks and rewards. So it was something that I know as a business owner, but not necessarily presenting on it and presenting on it to nine and 10 year olds much <laughs> less. Right? So you've got all these little eyeballs Peering at you, exactly wondering right. what are you, you right? What are you gonna do, lady? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you're one of our favorite classmates' moms. We're still, you know, kind of <laughs> scrutinizing you and looking you up and down. I'm telling. I mean, I made it through it. As, I love it. I love it. I but love it was it. so scary. The audience and the topic, and worrying about how they were going to receive me, and was I going to connect with them? Mm-hmm. I was old enough. Prom- probably old enough to be some of their grandmother, <laughs> some of their grandmothers. Yeah. Tell me yeah. what made that moment for you so scary? Thanks for asking. I, it was a similar situation. It was a, a topic that I had not really spoken of often. Mm-hmm. Um, I do tend to, like, I don't write my speeches. In other words, I, I don't, I mean, I could never use a teleprompter. I'd be like, get that thing, you know, get that out <laughs> Um, and it was, I talked to a lot of women because I'm, I'm a, a female entrepreneur. So I, so I talked to mostly women's groups and this was a male, um, dominant audience and they were kind of suit and ties and I'm jeans and a t-shirt, right? You'd be lucky to get a blazer on me. And when I walked out, I thought to myself, how will I possibly pull this off? You know, and and what what I didn't realize is the reason they had me there was because of who I was. And the moment I just, I just, I mean, I really, I just had to tell them, I'm I'm going to lose it. I'm losing it today. This is I am not comfortable here. And they all kind of looked at me for a minute, like, oh man, this is gonna this is gonna be awful. <laughs> and everybody kind of laughed, and then I just kind of rolled into my shtick, you know. And I started talking about what it was like to be a woman entrepreneur in a man's world. That was the topic. And I thought, oh, this is going to be so hard. But they were they were truly looking for what they were trying to do is they were trying to figure out the differences. And I was and I wanted to help them with the sameness, you know, Mm because we do have differences but the bottom line is is because of that 
masculine, feminine, and here's the other thing about it, right? So many women think they have to masculinize themselves to make it in the world. And what the world is really looking for is balance. And so when we come in using our intuition, we scare the bejesus out of, you know, the workforce, right? But if we keep doing it and we act naturally in our own skin, that ultimately was, was what the whole speech became about. And honestly, I pivoted um, because I was so frightened. I realized that I thought I was going to talk about something that I didn't know anything about. Turns out it's not true. And it went beautifully. And I got some other gigs from it after that. And then I put a workshop together for a couple of the companies and, and talking to companies is not my thing. I, like I said, I talk to women's groups. I talk to creatives. I talk to uh, young people. I love working with young people. I talk to entrepreneurs mostly, but generally they're women. And a lot of them are empty nesters and they're looking to change something. Um, I don't talk a lot about trauma in that way. I do a lot of podcasts about trauma and I'm actually trying to get somewhat away from that a little bit because there really is another side to that. And the other day I said to somebody, you know, I was, um, I was, again, this was, a, it was a trauma podcast it's trending. So <laughs> I don't know why it's trending. I think it's kind of sad that trauma is trending, but I said, you know, nobody really talks about that first step. Yeah. And there was a woman, it was on a zoom call and there was like a whole bunch of little, little pictures of people. Right. Yeah. And this one woman just burst into tears. And I hit a chord in her that no one had hit. And I didn't even realize I was going to do that, right? I was just talking about, you know, because I'm on the other side of a lot of this stuff, but it doesn't mean I don't get there on any given day. You know, that dark night of the soul will sneak back in any old time. And sometimes it'll last a day and sometimes it'll last a year. <laughs> but we we have to remember those first steps are every single time. It doesn't matter how many times I get on a stage. I still, I still get nervous. I just do. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to let people know that, you yeah. know? So yeah, it, it really hit something. And I, I didn't get to speak to her personally because it was like this. I was being interviewed and that would have been kind of inappropriate. There was a host and she was her audience in her audience. But um, she reached out to me later. She emailed me. And she thanked me for the comment. And so I got to ask her what was so touching about it. And she said, I can't think, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get it right. And you gave me permission not to. That's the best, right? One person, one person. That was amazing. Like she just made my day. And I said, one step, sweetie, just one step. And if you can't take one step, take a half a step. <laughs> Go back to bed if you have to. You have permission. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're and right. I heard you say you love speaking to young people. You like oh. speaking to entrepreneurs. So I'm just letting you know right now with that combination, I'm going to put down your name the next time I have a junior achievement presentation. Oh. 
tell you no. Everybody, Jeep says you dog <laughs> connects deeply. You fell right into my trap. Jeep says I will rock the house. <laughs> she connects deeply with her audiences, and she addresses the raw and profound yeah. human experiences that shape us. And she reveals how the gift of creativity can be a source of healing, even through the messiness of life. As a bold and humorous facilitator, she fearlessly dives into uncharted territories. Her voice resonates within the health and wellness industry, the vibrant makers and creatives community, and to all of those intrigued by transformative potential of inner creativity. Jean thrives on engaging both intimate gatherings and large audiences. Now, if you had to think back to your absolute favorite presentation, whether it was an intimate gathering or a larger audience, what was it or what was the topic you were presenting on? Well, it's my flagship, um, Alchemized Freedom, really, mm. is, is my favorite thing to talk about because I can speak to it from a very visceral, personal, organic space because I did it. And when I was in it, I didn't know I was, you know, I'm getting ready to put a program together. And, you know, all of this stuff is starting to grow from this. Um, and quite frankly, I'm, I mean, I, I make my living as an artist. I'm a successful artist. So I can speak to fear and rejection and what, what it feels like to put your heart and soul into something and, and not know if you're going to be welcomed in the world. So um, I like to talk about, I like to talk about the grit, you know, and how, how you got dragged. My, uh, my book coach calls it the gravel drag, you know, when you're, you're just, your teeth are full of dirt and you just don't know how you're going to, you know, you're, you don't know how you're going to get that off your face. <laughs> and it's, it's something that, you know, people don't really want to talk about it because it is hard to talk about. It's like trauma is hard to talk about. Um, we do a lot of pushing that away. We compartmentalize it. Um, I do another, uh, talk about, I call it still here, you know, and all the things, all the hiccups, all the falling down. Um, Brene Brown's one of my favorite speakers. She talks about it all the time. You know, I'm not interested in y'all, y'all, y'all in the peanut gallery looking at me. I'm interested in the one who's on the mat. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you're down? Right. Um, there's been a lot of studying of other, other people and how they, how they speak and, one of my favorite presentations is that authentic feeling when somebody just hits a chord because you know they're talking from their soul place. So anytime somebody asks me to talk about anything that I put together on my own and did it real hard, <laughs> I'm your girl. <laughs> I'm happy like to it. talk to you about that hard stuff. Just, just happy to do it. And check out the show notes, everybody. Visit jeanbissett.com forward slash speaking. And there are plenty of other links inside of her website, but that one in particular is where you go to book her. And I am going to have that link or the link is in the show notes. Make sure you visit jeanbissett.com forward slash speaking, get her on your program. You will not be disappointed. Jean, what is a question you have for me? Aha. You know, before we started to record, you said something about me being an expert speaker, and that is not true. Um, I'm a master artist. That is what I do. 
And I've spent lifetimes doing it. I have memories of them. I know who I've met. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing to talk about. But I am not an expert in anything else. What I'm an expert at is, is that, putting mark and color on canvas and creating things from nothing. I was uh, trying to pump you up, Jane. I, I know. To, I, was... I just want everybody to know the truth. And, and you know what? That gets me booked. I'm not going to lie. That's what gets me on that platform. Um, so when you said that, I, I said, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wow. She's, she's calling me an expert and all those things that makes me feel really arrogant. I don't know if I like that. So I wanted to clear that up. <laughs> but what I will say, um, I have a question for you. I, I asked you a little bit earlier and you, you told me not to, what do you speak of? Uh, what is your, what is your favorite thing to talk about? I want you to take a guess. Think about our conversation. Think about this podcast and take a guess. Uh, well, I'm going to say, I bet you talk a little bit about the same stuff I talk about. I bet you talk about entrepreneurship. I bet you love to help. I, I just have a feeling you love to help speakers do what they do. Bingo. Um, oh, snap. <laughs> Holy cow. I only had to fumble around for a hot minute. <laughs> Presentation skills. It sounds so lame and so boring, but no, I will tell you, Jean, it gets me fired up. I can crank out a blog on any topic about presentation skills in a matter of minutes. I can watch someone speak for about three to five minutes max and tell you everything that's working and what needs to be improved and how to improve it. That is any speaker. That is just my jam. Did I go to school for it? Not really. Yes, I do have a bachelor's in communication, but it didn't focus on presentation skills and how to assess a speaker and then how to help them improve. Absolutely not. You know how everybody just has that thing that is in them. It's just innate. That is my thing that is innate. So that That's is what grammar. I speak on, presentation skills. And this is the thing. I don't tell you what to do. I tell you what to do and I'm modeling it right there in the moment for yeah. the entire presentation. I won't That's say, awesome. don't ask your audience, are there any questions? And then I leave it at that. And then five minutes later, I ask, are there any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what not to do. And then I tell you what to do. And then I show you how it's done. So that's that is, that's what I speak on. And then of course, other topics that branch off of that. So topics on effective communication, topics on leadership and communication, sales presentations, delivering fantastic webinars. I kind of hang out in that area. And then I shared with you I think before we hit record that I used to teach, or I may have mentioned it in the broadcast. This is why I have to always tell the truth, Gene. I never, I never remember if the red light is blinking or not, if I'm being recorded, but yeah. I used to teach. And so ever so often I'll dabble in faculty development topics, like engaging multiple generations in a classroom. That's all about presentation skills, how yeah. to deliver an active lecture. It's all about presentation skills, how to check for understanding among your students, no matter the discipline or the topic. 
it's presentation skills. Absolutely. So sometimes Absolutely. my teaching life, I'll, I'll, it's been a while since I've presented to a college or a university audience. Oh, no, it hasn't. I did it earlier this year. What's wrong with me? But uh, that is my jam, presentation skills. I love it. I love it. So you're, you're distracted so, by some something. Does the mailman hear? Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, we have to sign that says do not ring the doorbell. So for my listeners, oh, if you okay. heard a doorbell go off, I Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. <laughs> it drives me insane. It's like seriously. At any rate, yes, I was distracted for a second there and that's getting like, really annoyed. <laughs> and we don't expect anybody either. And I know he's gotta hear my big mouth talking. I'm right here by a window. At yeah. any rate. Jean, what else do our listeners need to know in order to make sure they're always showing up and owning the microphone? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to authenticity because, wow, you know, um, and you know what? Sometimes I'll be asked to, to to talk about something and I'll say no, because I, I truly don't know enough. Say no. Don't be afraid to say no. Right. Um <laughs> I say I'm a lot, right? And is isn't that the thing that they say, you know, don't do that. Don't do don't don't say um. Well, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. So yes, that is kind of quote unquote the rule, not to say yeah, um. Yeah. This is what I recommend. A sparing use of those filler words, um, so you like, you know, <laughs> is fine. It's it, it gets in the way if every fifth word is um. That's well, that yeah. That shows up when people are afraid, when we're afraid, right? Or we don't know what we're saying. You, you know, right? We don't know what to say. So we fill it with um, um, like I just did. Also, <laughs> also, there's a there's something that I get a lot of feedback about. I have a very animated way of moving in the world. I talk with my hand. When I was a kid, I was I was the milk spiller, always spilling the milk. I watched a guy fairly recently do a TED talk at TEDx and he was pacing in a way that became the thing I started to watch. And I thought, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're going to walk around as your natural way of being, right? I'm an arm waver. So if I do something that's not natural to me, or if I begin to pace, I know that I've lost the flow. My natural way of being is to move, but I'm not a natural pacer, although I do shark around the house when I'm on the phone. So I'm a natural walker. So what I'll do is I'll write things down that I remember that I do without even thinking about. And if I go off of that, I know that I'm either too nervous or I'm not prepared or I don't know what to say next. And so I actually, as much as I talked about it, and I can't remember if we were on record or not, but I truly do try to live in a state of flow all the time and creativity helps me do that. But I also write down, I take notes for myself and I don't, I, I don't take notes just the things I did wrong. Because, I mean, what good is that going to do? I also take notes like, wow, you nailed this. You said it this way. You paused before the joke just the right amount of time. Like, I will actually tell myself 
You could do it a little better next time. Wait for the last person to stop laughing. I mean, there really are a bunch of rules and then you throw them away. <laughs> and throw them away, you know? And I just think that when we, especially for your audience of people, I, I can't remember how, gosh, it was years ago that I actually did my first speech, many, many years ago. But I didn't do it often enough to call myself, quote unquote, an expert, right? However, I do remember knowing that I was a natural at some things. And so that's what I wrote down. You don't need to learn this. You don't need to learn that. You're good at this. And so those are the things when people ask me, gosh, how do I get into speaking? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can tell you how to get into being an artist, but all I know is sometimes when you're doing something and you do it well, it's because you love it. So, right. Um, I'm also an advocate for coaching. I'm a very strong advocate for people like you. I have a book coach. I have a publicist. I have a spiritual mentor. I have, I mean, I spend more money on myself than probably I should, but it, it has created, I, I did not go to art school, but I did study with some artists over time. And the bottom line is, is when you know that this is something that's yours, and my spiritual teacher is an Indian monk, so she calls it your dharma. She says, when you know you're on your dharmic path, it truly is when opportunities start to get put in front of you. You actually don't have to go out forcing, persuading, manipulating, fishing, cajoling. You don't have to do those things. And when you start doing those things, you're barking up some wrong tree. So. Everybody, you heard it from the expert. <laughs> Thank you. You're very sweet. <laughs> Jean said it's been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank you so much. Pleasure's been all mine. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners. I am Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphones. <laughs>